You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski. And I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. You can listen to me on Locked On Today, covering all sports. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show, for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. You guys have been killing it with the Built Bars. I get like a tweet a day or a DM or something from someone that's like, okay, I caved. I I was talking to uh, one of the guys who actually won the golf balls last week, Clay. He said he finally bought some Built Bars. I said, what did you think? And he goes, it tastes like a Milky Way. He said it. it is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And I was just like, see, see, we're not just making sponsors happy. We are making listeners happy. Like they're not, they're not paying me for this extra. It's, I just, I think it's great. I think it's awesome that you guys are finding the built bars and I have been a good company man for long enough, but I really do think it's great. Uh, and, and I'm very excited when awesome products want to be a part of what we do here. And it brought us Jamal Williams. So I don't, I don't know what else you guys want really today on the show. We are going to talk about the Packers defensive coordinator search because we got, I don't know if it's an exhaustive list, but a fuller picture of what's going on with the defensive coordinator search. And I want to talk about some of these candidates in a little bit more depth, of course, Whoever the Packers ultimately do pick will be someone that we talk about at length. We will bring in people um, to to talk about it, people that you know maybe have experience with them. You know, when Mike Pettin was hired, I brought in someone, I, I believe it was Connor Rogers from Bleacher Report, who's a Jets fan. And I said, okay, talk to me about Mike Pettin. Talk to me about that experience, what he brings, all that good stuff. So one of these guys gets hired, we'll do that work. I've been doing the work behind the scenes trying to talk to people, okay, what do you know about this guy? What do you know about that guy? And and for some, it's more than others. Um, some of these coaches are, are more known commodities. We're also going to talk a little bit about the Packers' financial situation and what, what is going on with what this offseason looks like. But let's start with that picture of the defensive coordinator search. Right now, the Packers have interviewed, this is according to Rob Domofsky over at ESPN, they've already interviewed Joe Barry, the Chargers defensive passing game coordinator. He was in LA. They've already interviewed Chris Harris, the Washington DB coach. And they've already interviewed Ihiro Evero, the Rams safety coach, as well as Bob Sutton, the Falcons senior assistant, who just took that job. So he is not really in the mix. Same thing with Chris Richard. Chris Richard is going to the Saints, Presumably, he is not going to the Saints. He's going to the Saints to be the DB coach, not like he's going to there to be the DC. So, whether it's through his agent or whatever, through the grapevine, he heard they already have a candidate in place or they have a, a favorite or a, a top two or whatever it is. I don't know. But he doesn't take that Saints job if he thinks he's a primo candidate for the Packers job. 
All right, so who is still out there to be interviewed? Chris Kiffin, Browns defensive line coach. Chris Kiffin is an interesting guy because he is the son of Monty Kiffin, and he coached under Kyle Shanahan with Robert Sala, was the pass rush specialist there with Nick Bosa and those dudes, and last year was in Cleveland with the Browns and Miles Garrett in what I think is Miles Garrett's breakout season. Ryan Nielsen, Saints defensive line coach, assistant head coach. He was almost LSU's defensive coordinator. In fact, Ed Orgeron wanted to hire him. And Sean Payton had to have a meeting with Ed Orgeron to say, sorry, you can't. They had put in his contract language specifically that he could not take a D coordinator job in college. There are rules that prevent coaches from blocking bona fide defensive coordinator roles in the NFL. The rules are much murkier in college, and this was part of the contract, apparently. They think really highly of Ryan Nielsen. And in fact, I asked Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints. This is what Ross said about Nielsen. Highly, highly respected as a member of the coaching staff and in NFL circles. Big-time boost to run defense and a natural leader. This guy's head coaching material working his way up the ranks really quickly and rightly so. He is a highly respected coach from his time in college, North Carolina State, and in the NFL with Cam Jordan, Marcus Davenport, Sheldon Rankins, all these dudes, Daniel Onyemata. They have real guys in New Orleans. That run defense did get a lot better, uh, and, and that defensive front is monstrous. Sean Payton clearly thinks he is an essential piece for the Saints. Cannot stop him from interviewing from the Packers' defensive coordinator job. Under the old rules, he could have, but can no longer do that. This is a bona fide defensive coordinator job. Also on the list, Matt Burke, Eagles defensive line and run game quarterback. We also know that the internal candidate is Jerry Gray. Tom Silverstein said, in his opinion at least, Gray is one of the most logical choices. Gray and Evero, the two most logical choices in his mind. I've saved the one you are thinking about for last, <laughs> for obvious reasons. Jim Leonard. Jim Leonard is going to interview for the Packers defensive coordinator job. This is important for a couple different reasons. Number one, he is the candidate that I think most Packer fans wanted beyond Wade Phillips. I thought Wade Phillips was number one. It seems like, and based on the reporting that we've gotten, that Wade Phillips is not really going to be a candidate for this job and barring you know some, some 11th hour change of heart is not going to be in the mix here. And you know we were talking on the Acme Packing Company Slack about why that might be. I said, well, you know, look, he's going to be 74 when the season starts. And his last job was with a highly respected coach who decided he wasn't good enough anymore. Now, that doesn't mean that he's, you know, metaphorically dead to the league. But I do think it is a pretty big mark against him. And especially for someone like Matt LaFleur, who is so close with Sean McVay, I find it hard to believe that the guy McVay fired is going to be the next defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. Back to Leonard here. Leonard had the chance to interview in L.A. We wondered yesterday on the show, is the reason that he didn't go to L.A. money? 
that maybe he was content in college. Well, we have reporting now uh, that says Jim Leonard is making about a million, $1.1 million as the defensive coordinator of the University of Wisconsin Badger football team. He could, he could get a raise. Barry Alvarez could decide to pay him. But remember, one of the reasons Brett Bielema left was Wisconsin didn't want to pony up for these high-level assistants. And in a year where money is an issue everywhere, it's hard to see Barry Alvarez, now the AD, saying, man, we're going we're gonna, to you know, double his salary, give him $2 million, or we're going to give him another raise, because this is already a significant raise from what he was originally making. It's hard to imagine that the Packers couldn't offer him more money. Remember, no salary cap on coaches. And the nugget that we got yesterday from Albert Breer says he's interested in NFL jobs. That's why he interviewed for Sean McVay. He's interviewing interviewing for this job. There is clearly some NFL interest. And he would have the opportunity to come into a very good situation with a group of players who come from a system that that he runs or a variation on that system. Remember, he played for Mike Patton as a pro and was one of the reasons, frankly, Mike Patton was, that a guy who was undersized and not an elite athlete but was just a smart, tough, disciplined football player was able to play so well was Mike Patton's defense. And at the University of Wisconsin, he maximizes his guys. And, you know, he, he he has this great quote about, look, it's not about, you know, the being, you know, running a thousand different designer blitzes. It's about creating matchups that are advantageous for you, the one-on-ones and all that stuff. To me, he embodies the kind of mentality that Matt LaFleur wants in a defensive coordinator. He wants discipline. He wants controlled aggression. And he wants to take his players and say, okay, what are my guys good at? Okay, these are the positions that they will most thrive in. And he's not going to say, we're going to be a man team. We're going to be his own team. He's going to see what his corners can do. And one year they might be a blitz heavy team. One year they might not be. And we've seen them evolve over time based on their personnel. When they, you know, when they had some of these downhill linebackers, they played a different kind of way. And when they had some of these elite edge guys, they played a different kind of way. Now it's all based in the same principles, but he was able to adapt them, to modify them to fit his personnel. And I think that is what makes him such an appealing option. Is he going to leave for this Packers job? Are the Packers going to offer it to him? Look, I don't know. I don't know. But he's going to be a candidate. And that's a big deal. Now, the flip side of that is if he doesn't get the job, there are going to be a lot of Packer fans who are pretty unhappy about it. (laughs) Because at least he interviewed. You know, if you don't interview him and he's not really a candidate, you just go, okay, well, you know, he probably didn't want to leave Wisconsin and it's a dream job and, you know, the hometown kid, all that stuff. But now he's in the mix. 
And so I'm not saying Green Bay should make a decision based on how the fans would react. But guess who knows how the fans are going to react? Mark Murphy, Matt LaFleur, Brian Gutekunst, Jason Wallers. Those guys know how the fans are going to react if Jim Leonard isn't the coach after getting an interview. Doesn't mean it's going to affect the decision because, you know, it's not like they tried to win the press conference when Matt LaFleur was hired. They could have hired Josh McDaniels. That probably would have won the press conference in a way that Matt LaFleur wouldn't. But they made the best choice. At least the best choice of that cycle. They hired the best coach, one of the best coaches in football. So, you know, this is this is going to happen here over the next couple of days. There may be second rounds of interviews. There may just be a decision made. Uh, Matt LaFleur says he knows what he's looking for. Okay? He knows what he's looking for. Find the guy that embodies that. That's why the the not giving out the, the rules on the test. I'm not going to give out the answers to the test. I love that line. I love it. I just think it, it shows such great awareness of how this all works. It's really easy to go in and, and win the interview and say, we're going to do everything you want, coach. And he wants to find, it's like dating. You want to find the right person for you. If you go into a date and you put on this front and you try and be the person you want them to be, that relationship is probably not going to work out. But if you go into a, a date and there's two people who are themselves and that clicks, that's how you build a strong relationship because it's two people who see each other for who they are and that's what they want. That's what Matt LaFleur wants. He wants to find that great first date. This person gets it. They get me and we're going to live happily ever after. That's what we're all looking for, isn't it? We're covering everything you need to know about the Green Bay Packers. But what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by me, Peter Bukowski, and all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. All right, let's get into this conversation about the Packers' salary future and everything that's going on here. I don't want to get too into the weeds with like the bean counting and all of that, but I thought this was an interesting question and it helps us get in there. Hey, Peter, Brian in Montana. Quick question. Um, Rogers has a big hit on the salary cap this year. My question is, is why won't Rogers take a little bit less money so we can sign some of these players that we need, Jones and and uh, such, and maybe even get a good free agent and make a run at it if he wants to do that. I'd like to know your thoughts on that. Thanks. This is, above all else, why I don't think there is going to be any sort of protracted uh, power struggle in Green Bay. If Aaron Rodgers wants some certainty, The easiest way for the Packers to give that to him is to restructure the deal or to to take some of his base salary and turn that into signing bonus, which allows them to um, push that money down the line on the salary cap and provides an incentive for him to still be on the roster. We don't know that that's what he wants. That has been suggested that that's what he wants. I don't know that anyone has officially reported that. But there has been a lot of innuendo from people who would know these kinds of things 
<laughs> that that's what he's looking for. And I have been on the record. I wrote it this yesterday, Fragme Packing Company, and I don't want to get too far down this, this rabbit hole, but I don't think Rogers wants to go the blow up route. I don't think he wants to take the nuclear option of figure this out or trade me. I don't think he, I don't think he wants to do that. And I don't think he's going to do that unless something unforeseen happens. But it is the case, right? That it is the case that moving money or taking some of that base salary from this year and and scooting it down the line would allow the Packers some additional flexibility in 2021. He is 15 million on the cap in base salary. All right? And 11 and a half million in signing bonus. He's got a big roster bonus too. He is going to count on the 2021 cap 37 million dollars. Okay. Now if you convert some of that base salary into bonus, they can spread that hit out. Now that does not have to be done with Aaron Rodgers consent. They could just do that. The other thing they could do is just rework the deal. And I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they're going to sign him to some new contract over the top of this one because that would mean you probably have to you probably add a year. He's not taking less money. But maybe that's the counter. Maybe that's the counter. All right, Aaron. You you like this example of Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay and they're all in. You know why Tampa's all in? You know why the Patriots were able to sign some of these guys late in Tom Brady's career? Because he wasn't the highest paid quarterback in the league. Because he didn't demand all of that money. How are you going to have your cake and eat it too? The Packers are a projected... You know, we're talking about 25, 30, 35 million, depending on where the cap is, over the cap. That's a problem. Now, they can save themselves some money if they restructure Rodgers. They can save themselves some money if they extend Zadarius Smith, if they extend Devontae Adams, if they cut Preston Smith, if they cut Christian Kirksey. They can make the salary cap get back to even, and maybe give themselves a little cushion. We need to understand Kevin King, not going to be back. Corey Lindsley, almost certainly not going to be back. Aaron Jones, probably not going to be back. Now you have to figure out, okay, with the tenders, what kind of tender do you want to give Big Bob Tunyon? You have some decisions to make there. That money with the investment that you have put into Jay Sternberger, Josiah DeGuara, how special is Tanyan? Great name, great nickname, but how unique is he as a player? Could you get his productivity for nothing, for the money you're already paying the combination of DeGuara, Sternberger, and Dominique Daphne, let's say? Uh, you probably could. Not saying that's the route that they're going to go, but it's a possibility. Now, are you going to piss off Rodgers if you do that? You might. You might. And so here's here's what I think. I, I, and I wrote this in the column yesterday. This idea of going all in, I don't like it. And I've longtime listeners know I've never liked it. I, I, I don't think you sacrifice the future for right now if you can avoid it. This Packers team is good, really good. 
And I thought they were really good last year. I thought they were good enough to win a Super Bowl in 2020. They were. They didn't play well enough in the NFC Championship game. That roster was good enough to win a title. Some coaching decisions and just some bad execution. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And all of a sudden, you have yourself a loss. They could be playing on Sunday. That team was good enough to be playing in the Super Bowl. Okay. So you go into this draft and you have you have built for the future, right? You spent picks um, two, two drafts ago on Rashawn Gary so that you can move on from Preston Smith if you have to. You have Elton Jenkins who can play guard or center with Corey Lindsley doing the likeliest thing somewhere else. You have Darnell Savage at safety. So you don't have to add money there or do anything at that position. You worked forward on that one. Go to last year. A.J. Dillon makes it easy for you to walk away from Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. You were backfilling, right? John Runyon Jr., who was so terrific in spot duty, who Aaron Rodgers calls Mr. Reliable. Now you push that forward. He's he's probably going to be in your starting lineup in 2021. You need a backup offensive tackle, probably. You know, Billy Turner's under contract for two more seasons. David Bakhtiari opens the year, likely not 100%. Could come back in time. Brian Bulaga, very similar. You know, he come, he got hurt in, in November, but came back and was ready for opening day. David Bakhtiari, I wouldn't put him past him. You know, I think the the training and, and the therapies and all that stuff have come, you know, even further since Bulaga's injury. I wouldn't put it past David Bakhtiari to be ready for week one, but maybe you still feel like you need some insurance. Uh, It's not Rick Wagner long-term, although I think he will be on the roster in 2021. Can't get rid of that money to me because you need a swing tackle and and you know what? You may need a starting tackle to open the year. But you have linebackers you feel pretty good about, Chris Barnes, Kamel Martin. If you move on from Christian Kirksey, the receivers, we know what we have there. Devontae Adams is on track to be an all-time great, the best receiver in football right now. And when teams keyed on him in the playoffs, other guys stepped up. It was Alan Lazard in the first game. It was Marquez Valdez-Scantling in the second game. Lazard also made a couple big catches. This was the number one offense in football last year, remember. Could they use another player? Yeah, they could. But they could get a guy, a gadget guy, a jet sweep guy, a run-after-catch guy. Yeah, third round, fourth round. Not a starter. Not a starter. Really the only place going into the season when this team is at full strength where they're looking at a starter. Really the only place is corner. Corner. And depending on who comes in and and wants to run this defense, maybe they love Josh Jackson. Maybe he was a second-round pick. I thought he was a first-round talent. We haven't seen it. You can't give up on him. You know, one year in college, played a lot as a rookie. And, you know, we just haven't seen it since then. It's a little weird, but crazier things have happened. You probably want to spend a high pick on a corner, or you want to see if you can find a veteran. Maybe you bring back Jamal Williams. Who knows? Is there someone in free agency you could go out and get? Maybe you say, okay, Shannon Sullivan, 
on the boundary. We actually think you work better. And we'll find someone to play in the slot in the draft. Or, you know, you can get, maybe you can get Nikel Roby Coleman on, on the minimum and not really affect your salary cap. All of this is to say this. If what would make your quarterback feel a little bit better, and remember, I don't know this. I'm not saying I know this. I'm saying if. If it would make your quarterback feel a little bit better to push that money out, your team is close right now. You don't want to get into a divorce. You want to go win Super Bowls. And even if it's just for a year or two, do the thing. It helps you in the short term, and it might actually make it easier for you to win Super Bowls. And when you look at this roster, I know you want to push to the future. There are guys, first round, second round, third round, skill position players who could make this team better. You could get a Kadarius Tony. You can look in the middle rounds, Demetric Felton. If those guys, if those guys would make your quarterback feel a little bit better, and I am generally anti building your team around the way your star player wants you to, unless you're Houston and your star player thinks that you are, you know, corrupt, inept morons. If a high pick on a receiver is going to, R-E-L-A-X, Aaron Rodgers, the league MVP, the three-time MVP, the best player on your team, the most important player on your team, then then maybe consider it. Consider it. I know you have the long-term future of the franchise to think about, but this, this team is in a good position. It's really good. And the fact that you built it and you prioritized the future means that now, because we are one year closer to the end of that Rodgers window, Now is the time, you know, if not last year, now to say not only would this A, make Rodgers feel better, B, make our fans really happy. Not again, not a reason to do a thing, but it's a nice it's a nice thing. It's a nice benefit. And three and most important, it would actually make the team better. It would actually make the team better. So while I have argued over and over with the people who are like, we needed a receiver. And I'm like, did you see the offense? Did you see how good the offense was? This You are taking for granted greatness if you don't appreciate how good this offense was. No, they didn't draft Michael Pittman Jr. No, they didn't draft LaVisca Chenault. Would they have been 30 yards better a game with one of those guys? Sure, maybe. But you know what? Situation is also different this year. Because if Aaron Jones is gone and Jamal Williams is gone, And Mercedes Lewis decides to retire. Those are some important pieces of your offense. And you were not facing the loss of those players last year. In fact, you were looking at the addition of those players in a way because you have continuity in year two. You're not getting that this year. So it makes even more sense to go out and and add some talent if you can on the offensive side of the ball, while understanding that this one position is still critical. So you have to find a way to figure out what's going on in a corner. All of that is important. But I do think the money's going to be tight. Can you get an entry-level baseline vet 
salary in at corner, someone who can play real snaps for you. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tight. You might have to use a high pick on a corner. Corners who usually suck, by the way. (laughs) Rookies are usually bad. Rookie corners are almost always bad. Just keep that in mind. But there are are going to be plenty of other opportunities to find some players in here who, who can add a little more juice to your team to backfill players that you're losing. It is, to me, a win-win for the Packers in this scenario. All right, before we finish up, let's talk about our friends at Bet Online. This is the best time to be talking about Bet Online, prop bets, Super Bowl bets, all kinds of great stuff going on this week with the Super Bowl. College basketball has been a blast. Baylor is unbelievable. I think they're the best team in college basketball. Check out all of the the options that you have, prop bets, money line, you got parlays, you got teases, everything you can think of, Bet Online has got it there. They're the number one place for us. If for no other reason than right now, if you sign up for a free account at Bet Online and use the promo code locked on, you will get a 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and don't forget to use the promo code locked on to get that 50% welcome bonus. Today's episode is also brought to you by Rock Auto. Rock Auto makes car part buying easier. It is a process that can be mind-numbing. It can be infuriating to have to go to the store, talk to the guy who thinks you're an idiot, and then watch him look it up on his computer and likely overcharge you. Why spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto part when you could do it at rockauto.com and save money. This is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are always reliably low and the same, this is important, the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same part? Go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. All right, we're gonna be back tomorrow. As we get set for the Super Bowl and uh, check out Locked On today. I know I've said it like six times on the show, but we're going to have Lee Sterling from from Locked On Bets on the show to talk about props. So if you want to make a little money, check that out. And hopefully we're, you know, a day closer to figuring out what's going on with the defensive coordinator search. So we're going to have a lot to talk about here coming up. Um, This is this is fascinating. And, And there are a couple guys I really like. To me, it's Leonard, it's Nielsen, and it's Evero. Those are the guys that I have my eye on, and I think all three would be good choices. There are almost all good choices in this group in ways that I don't think that was really true about the head coaching job. I think most of the head coaching candidates, honestly, were guys where I was like, yeah, I don't know about this. And luckily, the Packers made a terrific choice Hopefully, presumably, they will do that again with this defensive coordinator position. And I don't think it's hyperbole to say this is one of the key decisions any team will make this offseason because it could be the difference in elevating this team above, you know, where even where they were this year. You know, right now they are the favorite in the NFC, according to the odds makers in 2021. If they get the right defensive coordinator, I think that could really lock them in because the Saints are in such upheaval. 
The Buccaneers are going to have a lot of salary cap decisions to make here with key players who are going to want a lot of money. And beyond that, we really just don't know what's going on with a lot of these teams. Are the Cowboys, what's Dak's situation? Are they going to be significantly better on defense? What's going on with Philly? Um, are, are the Panthers going to get Deshaun Watson? And where does that put them if they do? You know, what is, what is the situation with the quarterback in Chicago now? Derek Carr could be in the mix there. All kinds of crazy stuff going on. So it's going to be a fun offseason. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920 920- 341-3775 to stay locked on Packers.